Brothers and sisters, uh, the Saturday and Sunday evening sessions are intended to be focused on a more practical uh, aspect uh, that we want to consider as it relates to Christ, our coming King, our theme. And the focus really is on, on young adults. We do know that the um, um, 10 to 12th graders will be attending as well. So the goal is to really hopefully make this a little bit more practical. Um, but I certainly would like to uh, uh, consider some principles first before we move on to some more practical aspects uh, of this theme. Uh, if you could turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 5, very familiar verse. Uh, it is Solomon's prayer. Uh, and, and, and he had a response when God asked him a question. And, and Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. And God said, ask what you wish me to give you. And then verse 7, now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. Your servant is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen, a great people who are too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And then verse 10. It was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. God said to him, because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before you nor shall one like you arise after you. I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. And then in Proverbs 8:34, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. May we have a simple prayer before we continue. Lord, we want to entrust this time into your hands. Lord, we pray that you may continue to speak to us. And Lord, we pray that your anointing may be with us as we uh, consider uh, this matter uh, of Solomon's prayer before you. And how can we apply some of the practical things we've heard this weekend into our practical lives? We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The format of this meeting is uh, intended for me to share a short uh, message, and then we will break out into different groups. Uh, but this, uh, the, what the Lord has put in my heart is, uh, as we heard our brother Lucio mention in um, the message last night, as we look at the theme of the conference and the two theme verses in Zechariah, or the verses in Zechariah and the verses in in first, in first Corinthians chapter 15, we recognize that it talks about the Lord's first coming and his second coming. His first coming, he came on a donkey and he entered into Jerusalem. And our brother mentioned that not just that he could enter into Jerusalem, but he went to Jerusalem and he went towards the cross because he came to finish the work that he set out to do, to accomplish the salvation and redemption. Uh, in Jerusalem, but he came as a humble uh, servant on a donkey. But then our brother mentioned that on the latter verse, it speaks about his second coming and that the Lord, when he comes back, 
He's going to come on a white horse. And the Bible says that he will reign on this earth for a thousand years. So, and then our brother set up the context that then uh, for us, between his first coming and his second coming, the Lord is doing a work in each of our hearts. And this is what we have come to consider this evening, that it's not just that our Lord uh, came to be our king, came to be the servant king, came and died, and he's coming again. But the Lord has a plan for each one of us. In the Bible, the Bible tells us that um, in, in the book of in Romans uh, chapter 8, the Bible says the Lord came and he wants to be the first fruit among many brethren. Brothers and sisters, our brother Lucio mentioned yesterday that on the Mount of Transfiguration, the Lord could have ascended into heaven. But for your sake and my sake, he descended. Not just that we may be able to be saved, but he came in order that we may have life. And, not, and this life is not just any ordinary life, but this is a life of a king. Brothers and sisters, do you know that you have royal blood flowing in you from his life? Do you know his calling is not just that he was king, he was a humble king, and one day he's going to come back on a white horse. Because if you read in the book of Revelation and uh, chapter 19 and 20, you see that when the Lord comes back, it, do it doesn't just say that he's riding on a horse, but then the armies of heaven clothed in white linen will come with him. So brothers and sisters, this is an idea that the Lord didn't just want to be, uh, 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 he, he didn't just leave it for him, uh, the glory, not just for himself individually, but in Hebrews, it said he, he will bring many sons into glory. God's plan from the beginning is that we would reign with him. We find then in the book of Genesis chapter 1, that they may rule over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, the cattle in the field, and the creeping things. God's plan was that man will be king of the earth. And uh, you also see this in the, book of, in the end of the book of Revelation. And our brother Dana talked about the bond servants. But what are they going to be doing? In the book of Revelation, at the end of the book, it says they will serve him forever and they will reign with him forever. So brothers and sisters, so now not only is the Lord wanting to be the king, but he wants us to reign with him. He says that if we overcome, we will be able to sit with him on his throne, just like he overcame and sat on the father's throne. So God's plan from the beginning is that we would be king. But brothers and sisters, our concept of king is so completely messed up uh, by the concept of this, of this world. Because the Lord himself said this, the Gentiles, the Gentile rulers lorded over them. When the disciples were debating on who was the greatest and um, the Mary of John, uh, the, the mother of John and, and James wanted them to each sit on the Lord's side on his coming. The 10 became indignant, but the Lord said, it is not this way with you. The Gentiles lorded over them. But for you, if though anyone wants to be great among you, they have to be the least among you. And brothers and sisters, we have to change our idea and concept of what does it mean to be king? What does it mean for us to rule with the Lord? And I think we have to go back to the Old Testament and we and remember when the Lord first established the first king of Israel, Saul, that when Samuel came and anointed um, 
Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, he said this. He said, has not the Lord anointed you a ruler over his inheritance? Brothers and sisters, now we start to understand what is a king after God's heart? Is one who rules over his inheritance. God considers his people his inheritance. But we know that Saul did however he wanted. He, he did things his own way. But then, so he had to be replaced and God replaced him with David. Now, David was called a man after God's own heart. Why was that? Because brothers and sisters, do you remember that ever since he was a little boy, he told us a story that when he was a shepherd and when a lion came or a bear came to attack his sheep, he went and, and fought with the lion, fought with the bear. He was not afraid. But at the same time, he was not thinking about his own life. He said, I don't care if I die, if I can deliver my sheep. A good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And then later on, when confronted with Goliath, he said, I'm going to fight Goliath. I don't care if I die, but I, am, I care for God's people. And remember that when he was, was uh, being persecuted by Saul, he had all of these, um, what the Bible later calls mighty men that accompanied him. 400 people. They were the rejects of this world. They were depressed. They had nothing to offer this world, but David took care of them. And later on, they became the mighty men of God. And the Bible later described that 37 of them eventually became the inner circle of David on how to rule the people of God. Brothers and sisters, this was a king after God's own heart. But of course, we know all of this was David was but a type of Christ. And we know that we've been considering this weekend our, our Lord as the king. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Brothers and sisters, the path to the throne for our Lord Jesus was through the cross. But here is a very interesting phrase. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Brothers and sisters, what a paradox. Who does that? How, as you face the cross, you think about joy. And so this is something very interesting. But I, I don't think it's until we read what Paul says of his the people of God and describes them, then we start to understand the heart of our Lord Jesus. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians and chapter 2, he says this, uh, what it, uh, but um, who is our hope or joy or crown of exaltation? Is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Brothers and sisters, Paul considered the people of God his joy. And he said, isn't you, aren't you my crown? Isn't it the best thing that when the Lord comes back, I can say to the Lord, Lord, look at all of these, look at all these uh, of your own sheep that I have taken care of. Look at them. I, they are my joy and they are my pride. So brothers and sisters, Paul had the heart of the Lord. So now you start to understand who is this king after God's own heart? Is that, yes, on the one hand, the joy set before him was that the Lord des 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 delighted in doing the will and the purpose of God. 
But on the other hand, the Lord had us in mind and we, he looked forward to us being his joy, us being his, his crown of exaltation and he being his ultimate reward. So brothers and sisters, our Lord set the perfect example of someone who took care of God's inheritance. So with this backdrop, now we know what is a king after God's own heart. God has this inheritance. In Ephesians chapter 1, it talks about that we may comprehend what is the inheritance in the saints. So brothers and sisters, as we enter into young adulthood, you start to realize that God is now training you to be a king, training you how to rule according to his way to become a king after his own heart. So the Lord has put around you his own inheritance. It may be a younger sibling. It may be uh, as we become a little bit older, he may give you a wife or a husband or start to give you children or our brothers and sisters or our elderly parents. Don't have to look very far, brothers and sisters. This is God's inheritance and he wants us to take care of his inheritance. But we have to have a heart of David. And so we come back to this prayer that Solomon had. And Solomon realized this. He knew about the story of Saul. He knew how he failed God, how he did things his own way. But he also saw the faithfulness in his father in laying down his life for God's people, laying down his life for the sheep. Uh, and really being the one, the good shepherd, and taking care of God's people. This was a king after God's heart. So Solomon, he said, I am just a little boy. So when God asked him, what do you want? He said, Lord, give me a heart of understanding. Give me a heart of wisdom so I can know between evil and good, and I can judge your people. So brothers and sisters, this was Saul, Solomon's heart. He knew of the grave responsibility that he had to take care of God's people. So this was his prayer, that he asked for wisdom from the Lord. And so, brothers and sisters, um, in Psalm 127, and this was a psalm of ascent written by um, uh, Solomon himself. And um, if you read and you start from verse 3, and we often use this at, uh, at you know, baby showers and Christian baby showers. It says, behold, children are a gift of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, this word, children are a gift, is actually the word inheritance. It's the same word that we find in 1 Samuel chapter 10. When Samuel told uh, uh, Saul that he was to be the ruler of God's inheritance. So brothers and sisters, behold, children are an inheritance of the Lord. But brothers and sisters, we I am taking liberty that this doesn't just apply to children, applies to our brothers and sisters, applies to our siblings or husbands or wives or our elderly parents. But we should be able to understand the principle behind the psalm because it's a children or inheritance of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. 
Brothers and sisters, why does it talk about arrows in the hand of a warrior? Brothers and sisters, we are in a spiritual warfare. And, brother, uh, and brothers and sisters, what are we raising our kids up to be? Do we want them to be successful in the world? Do we want them to go to an Ivy League school, become doctors or lawyers or successful businessmen, make money in this world? But brothers and sisters, if they become doctors, if they become lawyers, are they being formed and shaped into arrows that can be in the hand of God to reach the enemy's territory, to win back the lost territory of this world, to gain back uh, the lost territory? Or are they just successful in the world? Yes, but what does that amount to, brothers and sisters? So in the same way, what are you seeking for yourself? Success, glory, um, Go to a good school, make a lot of money, have a good wife, have a big house, have two and a half kids, and uh, have uh, wonderful cars. Is that what you're after? But brothers and sisters, do we have the heart of Solomon that we can have this prayer? Lord, give me a heart of wisdom on how to take care of the inheritance you have placed in my hands. That one day my children can, can become arrows in your hand. And there may be a quiver full of them, full of your inheritance. Brothers and sisters, um, the brothers and sisters that the Lord Jesus has put in our heart, in our hands, are we taking care of them? Are we laying our down our lives for them? Are we growing, allowing them to grow up as well? Are we causing his, the Lord's inheritance to grow? Not just... Um, horizontally, yes, preaching the gospel so that many more can be saved, but they can also grow vertically. They be, can become conformed to the image of his son. Are we helping brothers and sisters along this path, along this journey? Are we being kings and queens after God's own heart, having the heart of David, laying our lives down, allowing God's the, the life of Christ to grow in our brothers and sisters? Brothers and sisters, we have a, a, a wonderful calling. Yes, the Lord set an example, but he was just the firstborn among many brethren. He, because of him, he was the grain of wheat that fell into the ground and died and bore much fruit. We are all the beneficiaries of that. We have all come into his kingdom. And Lord, and we know that, uh, we heard that he is the great high priest from our brother David, continues to pray for us. But brothers and sisters, are we also praying for our brothers and sisters? Are we caring for them? Are we thinking about them? Are we laying down our lives for them? Brothers and sisters, uh, Paul said uh, in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, if we endure with him, we will also reign with him. That is a wonderful phrase. Now, in all the other places, the word for reign is basileo. But in that verse, it says, sum basileo, to co-reign with him. Brothers and sisters, what does it mean one day to reign with him forever and forever? It means that we are being trained today. I don't know if you remember the, the, the story of the Mina in Luke chapter 19. God gave, uh, it talks about uh, 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 a master giving 10 servants, 10 Minas. And one of them said, hey, Lord, here's 10 more minas. And he said, oh, okay, you'll be over five cities. Here's five more minas. You'll be over five cities. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is talking about the reward that is to come. When he comes back and reigns on this earth, 
if we take care of this mina that the Lord has entrusted into our hands, of the inheritance that he has placed in our hands, and we grow that inheritance, more can come to know him. More can grow up and become conformed to the image of his son. Brothers and sisters, we will be uh, over 10 cities and five cities. But brothers and sisters, what is the criteria? What is it that we need to do? We have to have the prayer of Solomon that we may have a heart of understanding. That's why in Proverbs 8.34, it says, Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. Every day we need to come to his doorpost and look to the one who said, Behold, someone greater than Solomon is here. Brothers and sisters, the queen of the south came to listen to, to Solomon. And she heard wonderful wisdom from Solomon. There was none like him before him and none like him after. But we have one who is greater than Solomon, who we can come to every day for wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom, not just for myself. Solomon was not asking for himself. Oh, Lord, give me riches. Give me wisdom so that I can be super smart. No, he said, give me wisdom so I know how to take care of these ones that you have put in my heart. Brothers and sisters, and especially during this pandemic, especially in the craziness around us of, of, um, of uh, the pandemic um, and of the social unrest, all these things and the political unrest. But brothers and sisters, we have a great responsibility. And in some ways, it's a good thing. Now we spend a lot of time at home. And, you, and our brother mentioned this morning, hey, now we start to pay attention. Hey, we have kids and we have a wife that the Lord has entrusted into our hands to take care of. Brothers and sisters, even at home, we can have a daily prayer for them. We can ask for wisdom, Lord, how do I bring my kids up in the Lord? How do I train them? How do I not just have them be successful in the world? But Lord, how do I bring them up in you that they can be arrows in your hand, be useful in your hand, and that our quiver can be full of these arrows, not just our children, but our brothers and sisters. How do we take care of them? Have we called them up during this pandemic? How are you doing? Have there been brothers and sisters that we haven't seen in a long time? Have we taken care of them? Or are we just concerned about our own well-being? Or we're just concerned about our own wealth? But brothers and sisters, may we have a heart like Solomon. Because, and then God was so touched by his prayer that the Lord told him, I haven't given you even things that you have not asked for, which is riches and honor. In New Testament terms, it's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. But brothers and sisters, because when we seek these things, not just for ourselves, but for his purpose. Oh, that the Lord is waiting for many sons be brought into glory, that all of the brothers and sisters will grow up, become conformed to the image of his son, become like Christ, not just sons, but also rulers and kings after God's own heart. That there be many, and then as we take care of these brothers and sisters, then they take of other take care of other brothers and sisters, and then the inheritance of God is enriched and grown, and then the Lord will come back. Why is the Lord not shown up yet? Because uh, as our brother Kong always says, He's not here to marry a baby, and babies cannot rule and reign. He's looking for sons for maturity. So brothers and sisters, may this be our prayer and. We know how to live in these days, that we may ask the Lord for a heart of wisdom, a heart of understanding, 
so that we may now take up our responsibility, take care of our younger siblings, bring them before the Lord, bring our brothers and sisters before the Lord so that his inheritance can grow. And then one day we will reign with him. And may we be the ones that overcome and able to sit with him on his throne. And may we be the ones that come back with him to this earth on white horses because we have been prepared today. May we take that mina and turn it into 10 minas and five minas so that one day we know how to reign with him. If we're faithful in the little things, we'll be faith. He will give us big things. But this is very practical. It cannot be more practical than this. The Lord has must have entrusted some inheritance into your hands. So one day, if you want the Lord to say good and faithful servant, the Lord will say, well, how about the, brother, your, the children that I've placed in your hearts? Where are they now? What about the, the brothers and sisters that I placed around you? What about your siblings? What about your elderly parents? Did you care for them when they were older? Honor your father and mother. Brothers, it's so practical. Love your wives. Wives, be submissive to your husbands. Children, obey your parents. It's so practical, brothers and sisters. But we are all being trained today to be kings after God's own heart. May the Lord speak to our hearts. May this not just be we are just waiting passively for the Lord to come. But may we be waiting actively. May we respond to his call. The responsibility he has entrusted into our hands. The inheritance he has given us into our hands. Then we may grow. But the secret is this. We have to have a prayer of Solomon. Lord, give us a heart of wisdom. Every day we need the Lord's wisdom. How do I deal with the day? So many decisions. Practical decisions. Do I send my kids to school or do I keep them remote? All of these things work, work together. But we need the Lord's wisdom. Very practical. Every day, brothers and sisters, may we start, even as we're young, to learn to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. To have a heart of Solomon. To have the heart of David. To be willing to lay down our lives for God's sheep. And then one day the Lord can say, good and faithful servant. And then as his, the church becomes mature, as many are conformed to the image of his son, as we grow God's inheritance, then the Lord will come back for his own. May we bow with a word of prayer and may the Lord speak to our hearts. Lord, we entrust these, uh, these short words into your hands. Lord, we pray that you may use these words to speak to our hearts. Lord, that we may be faithful to your calling. And Lord, faithful with the inheritance you have placed in our hands. Lord, that we may have the heart of David. Lord, to lay down our life for the sheep. Lord, may we have the heart of Paul to recognize that you, the saints are our joy and our crown. And Lord, our our kids and our family are the inheritance you have been placed in our hearts. Lord, that we may be faithful what you have given us. Thank you, Lord, because, Lord, for the joy set before you, you endure the cross and you despise the shame and sat on the throne, on the right hand of the throne of God. You have set the perfect example for us on how you served us with your life. May we learn the same way and, Lord, answer your call. Lord, we entrust even this following time of sharing and fellowship into your hands. Continue to speak to our hearts. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
And just as a quick reminder uh, for those who are young adults, in your personalized schedule in the email, uh, you will see that there is a second link that is the link to the Zoom room uh, so that we can continue to the part two, uh, which is the discussion portion of the young adult session. Um, and so if you can go to your email and follow the link to the Zoom room now, uh, we'll see you in the Zoom room shortly.